Anyway, Mary, Mar this is Marvis Mary. Uh, we're preaching together. She's going to kick it off. We're preaching on the power of the Holy Spirit to heal a shattered heart. And some of you have shattered hearts here today or broken hearts or carry over broken hearts. And I just want to announce ahead of time the Holy Spirit's going to heal your heart today. Today, today, the process of healing is going to start. In Jesus' name. He's going to sit down this first service. He didn't. He stood behind me. I said something and cussed out. <laughs> I'm just tired of being corrected by you. I'm going to sit down. Praise God. I told him to stay up here with me, but he said no. But praise the Lord. But I just want to share with you that, I, you know, we love this church and we love coming here. And, you know, we travel. He's got a schedule for the next eight weeks. We'll be in churches. We will not be in our home church. And uh, but we're excited. But I just want to say that, you know, I have been a Christian for 57 years. And when I got saved 57 years ago, I didn't know the tears and the heartache and the j that would go along with the journey. But, you know, it's part of our journey. It's our story. It's it's what makes us who we are. When we overcome something in the Lord, when we're in a storm and we're in a trial, when we overcome that, when we get through it with the Lord's help, we're stronger than before. It's like the oak tree that goes through the storm. You know, it's stronger than before when it faces the next storm. And that's how life is. And, you know, uh, this scripture, I hate to tell you that this scripture is in the Word of God. Many of you know it. And I don't particularly like this scripture, uh, the first part of it. I love the second part of it. Psalms 34, 19, the first part of that scripture says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous. You're going to have many afflictions in your walk with the Lord, in your journey with the Lord. But I love the second part of that scripture. It says, but the Lord delivered them from them all. He's going to deliver you from all your afflictions. The devil will not win in your life when you trust Jesus. Praise God. You know, God is always with those who are hurting. And sometimes we as Christians, we're hurting. And you know what? He sees our broken heart. He knows and he cares when we're hurting. Psalms 147.3 says, He heals the brokenhearted and he bandages their wounds. I want to say to you this morning, if you have a wound, God wants to put a bandage on it. And that's the begin of, beginning of the healing. But then he's going to heal that wound in Jesus' name. I promise you that if you trust him. Hallelujah. Psalms 34, 18 says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and he saves those whose spirits have been crushed. And sometimes our spirits are crushed. But guess what? He is close to us at that time, and he saves us, Lord, in Jesus' name. He saves us from those times of being crushed. You know, anytime we're wounded, and we have a doctor sitting in the office, uh, the, uh, the audience, Dr. Brett, you know when you have a wound and you go to him, he's going to help it get better. He's going he's gonna to put a bandage on it. He's going to stitch it up, or he's going to give you some meds that's going to help you heal. You know, our bodies, God made them to heal themselves, and sometimes we need a little bit of medicine and a doctor to help us 
heal a wound in our body. But, you know, our hearts are totally different. When our hearts are wounded and they're broken and they're suffering, it takes much more than time uh, to heal our broken hearts. It takes Jesus. And you know what? People that don't ever find Jesus that have a broken heart, they're going to live their whole lives with a broken heart. And that's the devil's plan for those people. But guess what? We're going to trust God. We're going to go through the hard times. We're going to go through the storms of life. We're going to go through hell. But guess what? When we get through hell, we're going to be stronger than before. And guess what? We're going to shout. We're going to give a shout. Praise God to him. You know what? We all experience loss, hurt, and disappointment in this earthly journey. You know what? And we can get stuck in those times if we're not careful. I said in the first service, Rod and I know a couple that had their daughter in our Christian school, reserved Christian, and she died in her junior year. She contacted something and, and died instantly. And you know what? Those people are stuck. They're mad at God. They've never gone forward. They've never realized that the devil killed their daughter, and they they, they are mad and they're stuck. And that's what the devil wants us to get. He wants us to get stuck in our disappointments. He wants us to get stuck in our losses. He wants us to get stuck. And guess what? If we get stuck, we'll never come to our full potential in Christ. We'll be stuck, we'll be angry, and we'll take it out on everybody around us. You're not going to stay stuck this morning in Jesus' name. You're going to become unstuck and you're going to go forward in Jesus' name. Isaiah 43, 18 says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. But the devil, every day of your life, is going to come sit on your shoulder and whisper in your ear, and he's going to whisper all the failures and all the disappointments and all the hurts from the past. But the Word says to forget them, forget the past, and go forward in Jesus' name. How do you get unstuck? I'll tell you how you get unstuck. James 4, 8 says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. And you will get unstuck and you will go forward in Jesus' name. Our pain matters to the Lord Jesus Christ. We're not alone. In Hebrews 13, 5, the word says, He will never leave you or forsake you. He is always with us. And then in 2 Corinthians 6, 10, it, the word says, Our hearts ache, but we always have joy. In another translation, the King James says, We're sorrowful yet we're always rejoicing. You know what? We may be sad when we're going through a trial. We may be sad when we're brokenhearted, but Jesus lives in our heart, and we can trust that we're going to get through that trial so we rejoice in Jesus. You know, I can remember when we lost our daughter 10 years ago, people would call Rod, and they'd say, Rod, how are you doing? Brother Rod, how are you doing? He says, I'm walking, but I'm weeping. And then he would say, I'm hurting, but I'm healing. And that needs to be our confession. We're walking while we're weeping, but we're hurting while we're healing. God wants to heal us. Heartache shapes us into who we become. It's our story. It's our testimony. We can have the moanies and moan every day of our life about everything that has happened in our life, or we can have a testimony. I confess over you today that you will not mourn one more day, and you will not complain more one day, more, more day but you're going to have a testimony for Jesus. You're going to rise up, and you're going to be healed. The healing will start today in Jesus' name. And then God uses our grief to help us grow. You know, pain is God's megaphone in our life. C.S. Lewis said, God whispers to us in our pleasure, but he shouts to us in our pain. 
You know, your greatest ministry will come out of your deepest hurt. Lynn's house, our deepest hurt that we've had in the whole years, we owe all the years we've served the Lord, has been our daughter that took her life. But guess what? A ministry has come out of that because guess what? We got up and we went forward in Jesus' name. We have two Lynn's houses, Lynn's house one and Lynn's house two. You know what? A lot of people think that fame earns respect, but no, it's the adversary in life that earns respect. People are watching you. They know you're a Christian, and they're watching you to see what you're going to do in your walk with the Lord. You know, we rarely change in the smooth times of life, but when times get rough, we cry out to God. So your day today is to cry out to Him and let Him put a bandage on your wound in Jesus' name. You know, God wants us to grow, and He wants us to change through those times of heartache and pain that we go through. And He does three things in our life. As we're changing and we're growing. God uses pain to get our attention. I can remember a few weeks ago, I was laying next to Rod in the middle of the night, and I got a cramp in my little toe that I could not believe. I woke up screaming. I grabbed that toe. Listen, when you have pain, guess what? It gets your attention, don't you? So guess what? God uses pain to get our attention. In Proverbs 20, 23, it, the word says, sometimes it takes a painful experience to make our ways change, and that is so true. And then God brings good out of the bad. And you know what? We all know this scripture so well, Romans 8, 28. We know that all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord, the bad, the sad, and the glad. You know, we cannot control the pain that we go through, but guess what? We can make a decision that guess what? We're going to get better in God. The devil wants us to get bitter. But guess what? We're going to get better when we go through things. When you're going through that trial, that hard place in your life, let it be a stepping stone in your life. The devil wants it to be a stumbling block. He wants us to quit that race. He wants us to fall over on our face. But guess what? Whatever you're going through, let it be that stepping stone, and you're going to get through it in Jesus' name. God is working in your pain. And then the last thing, he is preparing you for eternity a place where there'll be no more heartache, there'll be no more pain, there'll be no more cry tears. In 2 Corinthians 14, 17, it says, these little troubles are getting us ready for an eternal glory that will make all our troubles here on earth seem like nothing. We can't erase the pain and the heartache that we go through, but we can survive it, we can heal from it, and we could go forward in Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Good preaching. Good preaching. Good preaching. I think I'm just going to sit down now. I don't like you stealing my thunder like that. You hear me? What'd you say, sir? You're always talking. <laughs> you want me to add to it? Oh, she already did. So you don't want me to preach. Yeah, give me the, give me the song welcome holy spirit i want uh, i like i love you and i'm I, I, i'm yeah i'm heterosexual but i love you <laughs> give me give me the song and give me the first slide thank you holy spirit we're going to welcome the holy spirit in the house 
I want to make a divine announcement. The Holy Spirit is deity. It's God the Father. It's God the Son. It's God the Holy Spirit. So we honor him today as God. You can honor and worship the Holy Spirit. It's okay. All right? Don't listen to religious people that, that you, you, you're not to go beyond the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is the name above every name. But the Holy Spirit is God. Can you say amen? So let's stand on our feet and honor his presence here today. Holy Spirit, you're the third person of the Godhead. We honor you and we love you. Our Lord Jesus Christ told us to baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, Holy Spirit, we honor you as the third person of the Godhead. We honor you as the administrator of the kingdom that's here today to reveal the life of Jesus Christ to us. And the more right now, the more we honor and the more we commune as we're doing now, commune with the Holy Spirit, the more that he reveals Jesus Christ down deep into your spirit. Jesus says, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, and he will glorify me. Jesus, Holy Spirit, we ask you to glorify the name of the name which is above every name. Glorify the name of Jesus Christ here today. Let everyone know that Jesus lives, that Jesus loves, and that Jesus forgives. And we bless you for it in Jesus' name. Come on, give God a clap offering in Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah. You may be seated. Let's go low with that song. I'll tell you when to, I'll tell you when to come down with it all together. Let's keep it going. This background. Uh, Megan, next slide. The Holy Spirit is the gift of the resurrection. He's the power of the kingdom. You need to know the Holy Spirit. Hey, Andrew, if you're going to move in power, you're going to have to know the Holy Spirit. He's the gift of the resurrection. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Somebody say power. power. Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. The Holy Spirit is the promise of the Father. The Baptist said, I baptize with water and repentance, but there's one coming after me that's mightier than I. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire in Jesus' name. So I release fire in this congregation today. The full horn of the anointing of the Holy Spirit is being released in this house today to change all of us from faith to faith and glory to glory. Acts 1 Jesus commanded the 120, said, wait into Jerusalem, wait in Jerusalem for the promise of the Father. Brother Rod, what is the promise of the Father? I'm glad you asked me. I shall baptize with water into repentance, but there's one coming after me that's mightier than I. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire in Jesus' name. Acts 1 declares him, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. 
So, Father, we thank you for power today. That word power in the Greek word, but the only Greek word that I know is dunamis. Dunamis means dynamite. It means living energy. He's come to baptize us with the living energy of heaven in the name of Jesus. What is God's energy? It's God's ability to heal, to deliver, to have joy, to have peace, to have deliverance, to have a way where there seems to be no way. That's the power and energy of the Holy Spirit. That's all you need in this life. Well, you might need a spouse. Uh, I, uh, I need more than I, I need you. And this guy needs a wife. How many know that we're moving into the day of his power? We are in the, on the precipice of a great awakening. In Jesus' name, deep darkness has covered the world and even covered America, which is the spirit of Antichrist. It's not the Democratic Party. It's not the left. It's the spirit of Antichrist. He might use a few of those people, but the spirit of Antichrist now is come into our nation to bring her down. I say, I say he won't bring us down in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? But we're moving because of the desperation and the darkness of this hour. We are pressing into the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and we're crying out for a great awakening. And he's coming in great power, awesome power, and irresistible holiness to, to, to where the most wicked person will fall in the ditches along, along the highways of Crown Point, Indiana, and get saved without even a preacher in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? So, Father, we welcome the day of your power. In the day of your power, every son and every daughter shall come forth as the dew in the grass in Jesus' name. Furthermore, furthermore, the Holy Ghost is the voice of the kingdom. Thank God there's a voice. And if you're born again, I want to say today to you, there's a voice on the inside of you who is the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Jesus said in John 16, 33, is it 16, 13, how be it when the Spirit of truth is come. That's the Holy Spirit. He will guide you in all truth, for he shall speak not of himself, but he shall speak whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and will show you things to come. I'm glad this is what he does. What does the Holy Spirit do? The Holy Spirit speaks in Jesus' name. Isaiah 54 saw him. He wakens me morning by morning. He wakens my ear to hear. I don't know about you, but I got a third ear. I got two big ears, but I got a bigger third ear. These are big, but this one's bigger. And he opens your ear to hear what he's saying. And he wants to speak to you. Today, tomorrow, tonight, in the morning, he's opening your ear to hear if you listen to what he's saying. I just heard this recently in Psalms 86, 11. Father, grant me the purity of heart that I might honor you. That's Psalms 86, 11. So every day, every morning, and often during the day, I said, God, grant me purity of heart that I might honor you because I still have a human nature. And I don't know about you, but I need a lot of help to overcome this selfish lean that's still on the inside of me. So I said, God, grant me a pure heart. Grant me a heart that's free of pride and free of lust in Jesus' name, free of aggravation and free of impatience. Mary said, I get impatient. Do I get impatient with you, Mary? 
Well, get more punctual then. But anyway, God delivered me of being gruff with her and rough with her. Sometimes I get a little gruff with her, and, and then I have to repent. So I'm still needing the work of the Holy Spirit in my life in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Recently I heard this out of Psalms, Psalms 86.5. The Lord is so good. He is so ready to forgive us. He is so full of unfailing love. He's so ready to help us. Does anybody here need forgiveness today? He's so ready to forgive you. Does anyone here need help today? I got good news. I see a few hands. He's so ready to help you. I don't know about you, but I need help. When I wake up in the morning, I ask for help. When I go to bed at night, I ask for help. Holy Spirit, help me. Help me. Help me. Conform me to the very image of our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the voice of the kingdom. Furthermore, he's the great comforter. I will pray to the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, another comforter, one just like I am. Jesus was called the consolation of Israel. He consoled. The disciples brought their fears to him, their doubts to him, their hurts to him, and he consoled them. Then he made the statements expedient to you that I go away, for I shall send another one just like me, called the Holy Spirit. Jesus was not omnipresence, but the Holy Spirit is omnipresence. He's everywhere at the same time in Jesus' name. He was in the first service. Now he's in the last service. He touched and healed in the first service. He's going to touch and heal in the last service. He's touching and healing in, in Reserve, Louisiana, just like he's touching and healing here. Everywhere in the world, the Holy Spirit is moving right now. It's his power. It's his omnipresence. So, Holy Spirit, we welcome your presence, the Holy Spirit. And furthermore, and put on Abba, Abba. Abba, I need some worship. Abba. Abba. A little more volume. Holy Spirit, your helper. Come down just a little bit. Make the guy sing. There he is. Give me a little more volume. I love you, Father. Come down just a little bit. Keep it going, but come down. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our weaknesses. I don't know about you, but I got some weaknesses. He helps our physical weaknesses. By the anointing, He comes to heal our mortal bodies and strengthen our mortal bodies. Every morning, I wake up, I honor the Holy Spirit as my helper because I got some physical weaknesses. 
I got a left leg that wants to go bad on me, but I, I'm going to allow him to heal my left leg. I confess before the Lord that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead shall quicken my mortal body. He shall quicken this left leg. I shall run faster than I have ever run in my life because he's quickening my left leg. And every morning I stretch my legs for about 40 minutes in Jesus' name. And every other day I'm in the gym strengthening my right and my left leg. And I'm getting so strong in my legs, I'm about to... I'm about, to, about ready to be like a mule, just kick the hell, I mean the Hades out of the devil. I didn't say hell, I said Hades, which is the same thing. He quickens. He helps us in our sin weaknesses. He's our helper. And don't look at me so holy. you got some sin weaknesses. Get the book the flaws and faults of the human nature. But I'm going back in the B.C. days before I got saved in my, in my lost, and Mary said I had four horns and two tails, in my lost, wicked state, the, the day I'd been at the go-go joint the night before, and that, that, that morning I got home drunk, and I went to bed after being up all night at a go-go joint, and that afternoon she left me, and in the bathroom the Holy Spirit apprehended me he convicted me, and then I made a confession of, of faith. I said, Lord, help me. When I said, help me, I got born again. I got born again off the word help in Jesus' name. The Lord is my helper in Jesus' name. Uh, uh, and, and the worst day of our life in 2008 when my daughter took her life, and, and I, we, Mary and I watched as the police took her, took her down in a body bag, and it was unbelievable. It, it was unbelievable to watch. What, it was surreal. I could not believe what was happening in Jesus' name. Uh, a beautiful daughter, and beautiful, 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 beautiful. And that night, me and this beautiful laid in bed, could not sleep. We're, we were fitfully trying to sleep, and I was holding her. She said, Rod, my heart's about to burst, and 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 I got I got uh, I got upset and and so what did you do? I said I said Lord help me help me, and he did. And grace came. The poor man crieth out for help, and the Lord delivers him. Then I'm closing. The Holy Spirit is our anointing for healing. Jesus is the healer. But the Holy Spirit is the power of healing. Now, that brings it home. That His presence brings it home. In Luke 4, 16, turning there, I think it's up on the board. I can read my Bible better than I can read that small print. I don't know why y'all put that small print up there. Does that mean shut the service down? <laughs> Had a siren yesterday. It blew for 15 minutes. I couldn't hardly preach. <laughs> Colin, you're playing with me. Colin, not Colin. Colin. <laughs> Colin's another thing.
I told the people yesterday, I was teaching the leaders, I said, I can be in the flesh one moment. I can be in the spirit the next moment. That's a gift. So I'm coming out of the flesh, and I'm going back in the spirit right now. And when he, Jesus, was handed the book of Isaiah, he opened the book, and he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Spirit of the Lord is the Holy Spirit. He's the third person of the Godhead. It's God the Father. It's God the Son. It's God the Holy Spirit. And I just want to tell you up front, the Holy Spirit's on me right now. He's on me for this purpose. We're going to see the, the brokenhearted get healed today. Four basic ministries of the Holy Spirit. He said, first of all, I'm anointed because I'm anointed to declare the good news, the gospel. I'm anointed to heal the sick, the recovery of the sight of the blind. I'm anointed to deliver the captive. I'm anointed to heal the brokenhearted, to set at liberty those that have been bruised or those that have been crushed by the, by the fears and by the adversities of this life. Some of you have been crushed by the ad- adversaries, the adversity that's come against your life. Some of your hearts have been torn apart because you lost somebody you love or you're in the midst of a divorce or whatever's happening in your life, your heart has been torn apart by this world system. But I got good news for you here today. The Holy Ghost is here today to begin to heal your broken heart. It's going to start today. It's a process, but it's starting today in Jesus' name. I have, I have realized, especially being married, especially being married, that we are emotional beings. Mary's very emotional. And I like it. Most of the time. But all of us are very emotional beings. God, God made us emotional. Our personalities flow through our emotions. I have a lot of joy, so a lot of joy. The anointing of joy flows through me. I have peace, so peace Close to me. You get around me long enough and you're going to go to sleep because I'm so peaceful. And I don't take tranquilizers yet. And, and actually, the anointing of God's Word flows through our emotions. If I don't believe and feel what I'm preaching, there's no impartation. But I believe and feel what I'm preaching today, so there's going to be an impartation going on. Some of you need healing in your emotions. If your emotions are sick, you can't give out much of anything. But the Holy Spirit is here today to heal your sick emotions. And it's not a sin to have sick emotions. That's just part of the tragedies of life. Some of you are here with a shattered heart because of a divorce or because of a a premature death that your heart has been shattered by the darkness of this present world system. I just want to tell you something right now. God doesn't kill people. You may think, I wish he'd kill certain people, but I'm not God. I'm Rod. 
But God doesn't kill people. God didn't kill my daughter in 2008. A spirit of suicide killed my daughter. The devil killed my daughter. But he overplayed his hand because when he said death, God said life, and she went into heaven in Jesus' name. Not only did she go in heaven, but she left such an anointing behind her that Lynn's house one has been started. Now Lynn's house two has been started. And I got three wonderful ladies that just came into Lynn's house. I got one out of the mental ward. I talked to her on the phone. They said she just got up trying to commit suicide. I said, let me talk to her. And I got her on the phone. Her name is Amanda, little 22-year-old girl that her daddy had, had raped and beaten as a young girl. And uh, as I talked to her, I said, Amanda, do you want Jesus? She said, yes. I said, well, you're in. If you want, I don't care. She's a cutter. Her arm has been all cut. She's been a mess. But God is unmessing a mess. In Jesus' name, she's been a cutter. The left arm has all been cut off, but she ain't cutting no more because the Holy Ghost is living in her right now, and he's the healer of the broken heart. Can you say amen? Then we got Jen in the house, just got her out of a mental ward, and, and, and she just got born again and got saved. And Thursday night at CR, said, Brother Rod, the Holy Spirit came over me for an hour and a half. I just wept, and I wept. And I wept. He was healing her inner heart. He was healing her broken heart. I'm telling you, God is the healer of the broken heart. In Jesus' name. I'm going to spit, and this is very anointed. In Jesus' name. And then, then Brother Ron, we got a Crystal in our home who limps because a man hit her over the head with a piece of iron and damaged her brain. She almost hemished her death, and, and she limps with a walk, but she's with us now, and she's getting so restored, and she's so full of life and so full of love. She said, Brother Rod, I never want to leave you all. It's not us that she's experiencing, but we love people. We just love people. That's what heals people, but it's the power power of the Holy Spirit doing a great work in her life. I just want to say to you today that the Holy Ghost is the healer of the broken heart. Good preaching. I thank you. And I, I'm closing up right now because Brother Ron's hungry. He just waved at me doing this. And I said, okay. And, and I'm lying. And, and I'm closing. Some of you have been broken heart, hearted broken heart, shattered. I like the word shattered because that's another meaning. Uh, decimated, shattered because of, of a, because of a trauma. A divorce is a trauma. I think death is easier to handle unless it's the death of a child. Whipped with many that have been divorced. Death of a premature child. Shatters someone. Betrayal of a friend can shatter. A financial, a financial disaster can shatter your heart. I've been shattered over, over, over. But the healer, the power of the Holy Spirit, what a healer, what a lover, what a, what a strength. Oh, I love you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your healing power. You bring glory to Jesus' name. And, and you remember, and some of you that are sitting here with a broken heart, you can remember the very moment that your heart got shattered. 
You can remember the very second that your heart was broken when, when I walked into my, when, I, when, when Mary said, Rod, she's hurt herself because of a suicide note. I, I ran to the bedroom because she would go there when she'd get depressed. She was depressed, and she'd lay by my bed just to be near me. She'd lay on the floor by my bed just to be near her daddy. And I walked in, and I was shattered when I saw a 38 caliber in her hand and, and, uh, uh, and the blood of, of my daughter all over the floor. I was shattered, but we cried for help. And the healer of the brokenhearted has come. And Mary and I are healed. Our grief has turned into joy. I may weep, but there's joy inside of us. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. Because Jesus is our healer. The Holy Spirit has healed our hearts. Come, Mary. Oh, the Lord wants to heal so many hearts today. But you have to let him. Mary preached not long ago, you've got to bring all your broken pieces to him. I'm going to ask you to do that. I'm going to ask you to bring all your broken pieces to him. There's a time to weep. Mary and I cried till we could not cry anymore. But then there's a time to get up and move forward. So as you stand to your feet today, as Mary joins me up front, Marco joins me, and Robert Eleanor joins me, part of my team that's here. I love you all. I love you. Don't know you, but I love you. Jesus, touch her long. So if your heart's broken today, or you're carrying over stuff that's still got your heart in a sick place, your emotions are sick, just keep the video playing, yes. I want you to come up front. God does a lot of things on an altar. So just come forward and face the, face the, uh, face the stage. Holy Spirit, heal. Bring restoration and wholeness. 